Hey, it's the November 13th, 2017 edition of Three Songs Podcast. Yo, yo. Chai lights, Bob. You know what? That must have been sampled by a lot of a lot of bands. Yeah, you'd think so. That's the title track from their 1971 LP called "For God's Sake, Give More Power to the People," which also had a big hit on that record. That this the um, the song "Have You Seen Her?" You must yeah. know that song. Yeah, working a steady groove there. Yeah, so. yeah, that's a wise to wise straight from the groove. That's and they recorded that, like, the background book was sort of tremendous. Oh, 
Oh, that's such a great, I love, love, love that song. I mean, it's such a, I mean, clearly Sly and the Family Stone, but they were, you know, they're from Chicago. They were doing their own thing too. Uh, same time, same same feel, same vibe, but for whatever same reason... Same level of brilliance. Yeah, absolutely, of absolutely. But for whatever reason, I think they haven't gotten their due as much. Um, and I love, love the Chai Lights. Um, yeah. Especially that tune. Nothing not to love. Yeah. Yeah. You should... Uh, you That'd be a fun one to rock next time you're, uh, you're DJing. I was going to say, Mike, I yeah. don't own it, right? Well, do you have it on vinyl? I do. It's cheap. That's the other thing. It's like it's not sought out as a collector item, and it's it was on a major label, so you can find cheap copies in the dollar bin, two dollar bin. Well, yeah. what I like to say is, any of you live DJs out there that stumble uh, upon the thing for less than five dollars, get yourself some shy lights. Get it. I'm gonna take us in. A, I'm gonna take us in a wildly different direction. <laughs> yes, you are, <laughs> man. But that's good. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna go to a a, a band that. Uh, basically, if we think about punk rock music, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we think about like a lot of it had and to we be think about punk, fast. punk we think rock about music a lot, like hardcore, like yeah. playing fast, like yeah. You know, we think about like in the early days of punk rock, whether it be like Minor Threat or Black Flag or Minutemen, of course, who we celebrate, like the kingpins of like early American punk rock. Yep. Okay. Sure. So we're not talking like English punk rock, which we've celebrated on the show frequently. We're talking about like, it was, there was a lot of like playing fast, like a certain amount of like, and there still is, there still is. When you play punk, you think you got to play fast. You got to play fast. You know what I mean? Yep. Which is as a drummer, it's very hard on our arms and bodies. Okay. <laughs> and like, you got to be like an athletic drummer. I don't care if you're playing fast metal or like fast punk or fast twee. I mean, I guarantee like the, the drummer from a recent show, Shop Assistants, that guy had to play fast. That was a woman. Okay. That was a woman. And you know what? She, oh, yeah, yeah. They're all women. That, well, so I, think, I think the guitarist, like Bikini Kill, I think the guitarist was a man, but the, the drummer and the singer were women. And the drummer and the Shop Assistants, I should have mentioned this, she played drums with, uh, like, maracas. So she beat the maracas onto the, onto the, the drums. Well, I guess without knowing, I stole her technique. Yeah. But I guarantee she could play the kick drum. I could never do that. Uh, but, she might have uh, stood up. I don't know. I think she might have been one of those standing drummers. Well, to what? That could be my hero that I never heard about. You know? <laughs> but uh, Sister from another mother. Yeah. I mean, like Sheila E. She's another one. Oh, what a magician she was, Sheila uh, E. I've seen her play live. She's amazing. Oh, dude, man. Like. Yeah. I saw her. I saw her stand in with Earth, Wind, and Fire. Uh, also, same night, Stevie Wonder stood in too and sang a song. With Where her. was that? That was in in Las Vegas. It was it was like during uh, CES, like three or four, five, six years. I don't even remember how long ago. Five, what is CES? What uh, is CES? Consumer Electronics Show. It was a private party okay. for Monster Cables, and Earth, Wind, and Fire came up. And they had Earth, Earth, Wind, and Fire and the L.A. Symphony. And then they had a bunch of guests like Sheila E. And they had Stevie Wonder. And Stevie Wonder was up there singing. Um, I can't even remember the name of the song. Um, it was their big hit, you know, the Earth, big, big Earth, Wind, and Fire hit. And he didn't know the lyrics. And you could see the guy. I mean, he knew the chorus. But you could see a guy standing up next to him 
whispering in his ear each of the each of the lines, and then Stevie would hit the line, and then he'd lean in, get the next line, and hit it, and lead in. It was awesome. Whoa. Well, also I'll tell you what, like somehow, like very unfairly, you talk about poor music journalism. I've been mentioned in the same breath as like indie rock Sheila E. God bless. <laughs> Give me a break. Dude, that's your new nickname, man. Oh no, no, no. It's already been done, but like it's like the biggest like the amount of disrespect to Sheila E. I've ever heard about. Like I love it. I, I mean she's it. a genius, but I'm gonna yeah. play a song that we went off topic. I know there. you know this yeah. band. Oh yeah, okay. for sure. I do. And I saw them when I was 16 years old. I looked through a window. They wouldn't let me in. Going bananas from Virginia. And they were scary. And, and like, they're, you know, basically, in a lot of ways, they invented sludge. Sludge. Sure. Yeah. Okay, so this is, like, ever by Flipper. Flipper. Generic Flipper. Yeah. Oh, Classic. yeah. So, Mike, when you think of, like, San Francisco-based punk, right, yeah. from the, 
they, this band Flipper, they started in 79. Yep. And, um, and then they stayed around for a few more years. They've been reprised. And I, th- I think that about eight, ten years ago, they were reprised with Chris Novoselic from Nirvana and sure. David Yao from Jesus Lizard singing. Sure. And a huge influence on Melvin's and Nirvana. Absolutely. Okay. So when you think about San Francisco punk rock, like, there's Dead Kennedys, right? Mm-hmm. And then there was, like, the imported Throbbing Gristle thing. Because they were there for a while, Genesis, B Origin, and all that, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, what do you think of like San Francisco's contribution to punk rock? So it's like Flipper, right? Yeah, Dead well, Kennedys. Dead, but, like, you know who else I think of? Uh, it's a band that I played on the show before. I think of the Avengers. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. I thought they were an LA band. No, nope. you quickly corrected me. Yeah. yeah, so they were San Fran. They were they were San Francisco. Um, but they seem more like an LA band. They seem more like you know. Yeah, you know, I you know I think the reason why you think that or were expecting that was um, they were on Danger House, which was also the uh, the label that released the X early X seven inches. Which is yeah, total LA. Total LA. Was, as LA as it gets. Exactly, and so as LA as Cherry Glazer. <laughs> as LA as Cherry Glazer. So yeah. I think maybe that was the connection. Um, but uh, you know who else I think of? I think of the Screamers, and you know what? Oh, the Screamers I'm, were from there too. I'm gonna I'm gonna shake this up. I was gonna play the Screamers some other time. Snip it, snip it. Uh, I'm gonna play the no. You can't snip it. I'm gonna play the Screamers now. I'm gonna I'm gonna. How about the urinals? Were they from? Were there? I were think they, they were from LA. There? I think they were LA. I'm gonna okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna shake this up. We're, we're, I was gonna play the Screamers. On a future show, I'm 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 calling an audible. We're following Flipper up with the Screamers. Um, but stick, stick to your original plan, no, though. No, no, Let's no. go with seven songs. Okay, we'll do seven songs. But we're yeah. gonna add in. We're gonna add in the Screamers. This is Vertigo. This is a sad song. They have been a dad. It's called Vertigo. Let's two, three, four, go.
So, Bob, I, I might have been wrong. <laughs> that, made, that made Flipper sound like Blondie. Too. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> so uh, I think they were they were in San Francisco. They played a lot in San Francisco. They might have been L.A.-based. Ba- I don't know. Anyway. Who cares? Who cares? So what's, cares? Your, what's, your, what's your regularly scheduled song? Tomato Duplenty was the lead singer and the keyboards. Well, the, by- best, the, best, the best nickname that came out of the San Francisco punk movement. And by the way, a long time ago. Yeah. Yeah. A long time ago in San Francisco, everyone, all, everybody got priced out. Yeah. So. Oh yeah. East Bay Ray. Oh, East Bay Ray. Yeah. East Bay Ray, like East Bay Ray, it's like one of those names, legend, right? Uh huh. Sure. Tell us who he was. Uh, he was the wasn't he the bassist? Was he the bassist for the Dead Kennedys? Was he? Yeah. The, yeah. Yeah, I don't know, bassist or guitar or something. Anyway, like, yeah. But his name was East Bay Ray, and he, just the fact they had a guy named East Bay Ray, you know, added some <laughs> profound credibility. Yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> the San Francisco punk punk scene. Did, did you ever see Dead Kennedys? I never saw the Dead Kennedys. No, I saw them in Charlottesville. I think I mentioned it before on the show. They were terrible. I, I was when I told the story about Mike Kennedy doing the famous stage dive, the spiraling stage dive at a Dead Kennedy show. <laughs> It's not, it's not selfish. It's what we do. Like, uh, yeah. he, was, he just like hated Charlottesville, hated being there, and he was just there to insult the crowd. <laughs> That's right. You, know? you did you did tell that story. So yeah, because he he had nothing else to offer. So like, anyways, before we pivot away from the screamers, do you know who played uh, keyboards? So the, the screamers were essentially keyboards, drums, and vocals. Do you know who played keyboards for for the screamers? No, Paul Rossler. Who was the brother of Kira Rossler, who was oh. the, the bassist later for uh, Black Flag and Black married, Flag for sure. Married Mike Watt. No, yeah. Part of I... Dose. The two of them were Dose. So it's the connection back to the Minutemen. So it's all, you know, it's all in the family. But, I guess so. But yeah, that was a little diversion. Uh, the Screamers, you know, they never really recorded. Uh, so what's available is just really crappy live recordings. Well, and- anything I've ever seen by the Screamers, the lead singer was just screaming. Oh, yeah, pretty much. But and that was weird to hear him actually singing because, yeah. like, everything I know about Screamers. Yeah. Um, and I don't screamers. own any. Is like the guy just screams very well. <laughs> but they were... Which is... They were you know. way ahead of their time. I mean, they were they were an electronic punk band uh, in the seventies, mid seventies, late seventies. Uh, fantastic band. Anyway, sorry, sorry for that diversion. Um, there, there, there will be no screamers reunion anytime no, soon. No, he, and yeah, Tomato he passed away in two thousand, so no screamers reunion, unfortunately. But uh, so your next song is for him. Yeah, well, uh, the next song we're going to pivot uh, to Eugene, Oregon. Uh, Woo! Where I go there very often. I lived there for about seven years after college. I moved up there and uh, hung out with a bunch of friends. You know, we we you played some Northwest punk bikini kill last show. Uh, a lot of the K bands would come through Eugene. There were a bunch of some of them even lived in Eugene. Um, good scene there. And uh, uh, one of the bands that I knew, really good friends with, actually lived with the bassist for a little while. He was my roommate. Um, uh, a band called, K- well, they they pronounced it Pants, but it's spelled K-Pants, K-P-A-N-T-S. 
I guess the name came from uh, an episode of that, that Chris Elliott show, Get a Life, where he, mm. he learned that the real spelling of pants was with a silent K. But the problem was... <laughs> Very funny guy. Very funny <laughs> the guy. problem was, poor old pants, whenever anybody would see their name, everybody called them K-Pants. So even though they, they pronounced Fair enough, pants, fair enough, yeah, fair they, enough. They were known as K-Pants. They recorded an album... Um, one record on the Grinning Idiot label. They toured a bunch. I saw them live a whole bunch. They recorded a second album that never came out. It was recorded in 95, and it finally came out a couple months ago uh, on, a, on a label called... Whoa, cool. Yeah, a label called Jealous Butcher Records. My buddy Rob Jones runs that label. Um, good it, name for a label, good name for a horse. Jealous Grinning Butcher. Idiots. Yeah. yeah, Grinning Idiot too, yeah. Um, <laughs> But uh, but it finally came out. You can find it. The album is called Smile and Nod Accordingly. 22 years after it was originally recorded, I think they went back. They added a few uh, extra guitar tracks and just kind of beefed it up. They were Part of the reason why it never came out at the time is they weren't quite happy with it. Um, and, and I hadn't heard it in maybe 20 years because... You know, I'd see him live, and I heard the original rough mixes, and then you know I moved away, and I you know I kind of would stay in touch a little bit, but I hadn't heard it, and then it came out, and I listened to it again, and it sounded pretty cool. So cool, spin your pants. I, I wanted to play some pants. This is a yeah. this is a tune called Friendly Approach. Places it's direct, so misguided and uninformed. And if you care, I'll be ignorant. But that's when I feel like I'm the dumbest one to ever see. But then that cross the times, I can't believe you said that. But if it's intentions before, you'll be the one missing the point. But I don't come good for you now How can this road come to end? But I'm clinging to the end And my arms can't feel the grip That's how we sleep, girls Social places, it's direct So misguided and uninformed And if you cared, I'd be ignorant But that's when I feel like I'm The dumbest one to ever see But then that cross the ties I can't believe you said that But if it's intentions before You'll be the one missing the point that I feel Comfortable now How can this road come to end? 
social places it's direct so misguided and uninformed and if you cared I'd be so your buddies yeah your buddies they're remi- they're reminding me of like the brilliance of early soul asylum yeah do you yeah. ever see them live oh yeah I They're saw them really live good. plenty of times. Oh, yeah. I saw them and Pants, live. Pants would have been a good opening for them. Oh, the, Pants were a really good live band, actually. And it's it's kind of a shame. Oh, so, they didn't so get, were Soul Asylum. Yeah. Then, oh, you know. They were a fantastic live band. I, I saw them I saw them when Carl, who I believe has since passed away, unfortunately. Oh, um, no. He was a great guitar player. Uh, or, or, no, maybe I'm thinking, oh, who, who's Dave the bassist? Perner. Dave Perner was the singer. You're right. Who is the bassist? I saw them when the bassist had a, had a broken leg, and he was up there with a full on leg cast playing bass. Good move. Yeah, it was it was. Uh, and they and they they were unfortunately like always in the shadow of who's doing the replacements. Yeah, right. And then they went major label. Right. And then they got kind of bad. Yeah, exactly. But uh, but yeah. But but they but they they were actually really good. But um, you're spot on, and also like you know, it reminds me of being in the early twenties and seeing like early Super Chunk shows. Yeah, like it's, yeah. Uh, like Super Chunk would also bring the same level of attack, like full on attack. Exactly. Yeah, you know, good mid nineties Northwest punk rock, indie rock, whatever you want to. Well, call see, it. this That's was what... this to me would have been like ninety. Yeah. Well, that was ninety five. So. Right, and I think that's right when is that about? No, Super Chunk was also like a few years before that. Like, yeah, like, sl- yeah. I mean, they were still sl- still around at that point, but yeah, they're, mm-hmm. they're you know, no Pocky for Kitty and Slack Motherfucker. Well, Slack and, Motherfucker is like ninety or ninety one. Yeah, right. Yeah. Which, which so, again, going back to, point. I'm going to switch this into our current eras, my friend. Okay, let's do it. Okay, and this is a band that I had the pleasure of stumbling upon like literally stumbling upon uh, uh, i would say exactly one year ago right so i'm like djing on election night of 2016 at a club in hall england okay uh a great bar and i can't remember i think it's called the people's republic okay okay yeah, you know, one turntable. I got like twenty five, forty five RPM, seven inches, right? And I finished doing that. And my favorite club in the world, which always will be the Adelphi Club and Hall, right? Which has been around forever. It's just a great rock club. It's a great small rock club. Holds like two fifty. By the way, I'm, uh, I'm I'm I have to say I'm I'm glad Mr. Ghost is back. Yeah, Ghost is packed. Ghost is fired up. <laughs> Ghost is excited because he likes the Adelphi. Okay. In fact, for years, um, they had a Jim, the sound man, um, had a dog who was who was deaf, and he wasn't deaf because of hanging out in the Adelphi too much. He just happened to be deaf, and he would wander around the club, and often he would just like lie down in front of the bass drum, you know, because he was he was deaf, you know, so. <laughs> I guess Ladder and Helen there. It's a classic punk rock club. That's awesome. And it is a bit filthy, but it is a great place. But uh, so Paul, my buddy Paul, Paul Jackson said, You gotta you gotta come see this band. They're from they're from Bahrain and they 
go to school in London, and they're called Flaming Gods. And I saw this band, and I'm yet to hear anything on record that was anything close to the live show. It's like five guys in their 20s that are multi-instrumentalists. They play, they collect musical instruments. They bring them all out. They play in costumes and stuff like that. And, they're, and they play, it's essentially like, I mean, you, you define it. Okay. Rama by Flaming Gods. All right, let's listen.
Right. So the kids are the kids are all right. Yeah, Flaming Gods. That's cool. I could see how that would be really awesome live too. Oh, these guys like they collect their instruments from like all over the world, like Nepal, Thailand, Indonesia, Turkey, Japan, Tanzania. Kamal wow. Razul is the main guy, right? Wow. And like they were like just like kids, like all met each other in Bahrain, where they were raised, and like some of them have gone to school in London. And, like, just a really exciting live band. And, like, I lost touch with them. I think they were supposed to come to South by Southwest this past year. And I don't think they were able to get in type thing. Mm, that's too bad. Well, that's the way that's the way it works, my friend, as well, we know. But, like, sure. <clears throat> uh, uh, fantastic live band. One of those bands that, like, during the songs, they run from station to station. And they can all do everything. And I sat there and watched this, and I was just like maniacal. Like, and they play That's quiet awesome. songs, and like they bring the crowd in. They make speeches, and it's whew, one of the best live music experiences I've had in a long time. Cool. Well, that's awesome. Yeah. I'll have to check yeah. them out because I like that tune. But it was much more, much more chill. And I could imagine them being very intense live. Yeah, I mean, they and like I don't think they've actually had the fortune of capturing it in the studio the magical one of those you know like a thousands and thousands of bands right that it's tough the to live do. show is just unreal yeah. you yeah. know it's tough to do for sure oh yeah all right well bob i'm gonna play something i don't think we've talked about it on the show but i think we talked about it off air where you are not really that knowledgeable and not really wouldn't really consider yourself a fan of Big Star or Alex Chilton. Uh, and so I'm sure you've heard Big Star. I'm sure you've had people try and make you a fan. I'm not going to do that. Uh, what I'm going to do is, and, and I love early Big Star, you know, whatever. people. I'm sure most of the people listening to this show, if, you've, if you care enough about anything that, that you or I have to say, they, they probably are at least semi-familiar with Big Star because... Uh, well, I guarantee they've been an influence on at least 20 of my favorite bands. Yeah, well, for sure, for sure. And Big Star, yeah. I mean, this show is about uh, musical exploration and opening you to things that you maybe wouldn't have heard otherwise. Big Star is the kind of thing that... Uh, and again, we are available to nail on uh, Twitter at, at Three Songs Pod. At Three Songs Pod, at... I'm at B. Nasanovich. And I'm at M. Hogan Says. You know, right. Big Star, they've been kind of canonized, you know, and, and so that's fine. That's great and deservedly so. But what, what I find interesting is that Alex Chilton after Big Star is so completely hit and miss. And Alex Chilton after Big Star is almost an exercise in career suicide. And it's fascinating because he writes some really, really interesting songs, but the way he chooses to so record, do a bunch of his bandmates. Well, yeah, for sure. Yeah. The, the way he chooses to record them and he chooses to pursue them is so different from what Big Star was, and so different from what I think even after the fact he became lauded for. And so a lot of the solo stuff is weird and it's difficult and it's it's 
polarizing and it's, uh, you know, but it's also fascinating for that very reason. So I'm going to play a song that you recorded in 1975, some solo sessions from Arden Studios in Memphis. Didn't get released until a little bit later on a compilation of stuff. In fact, it's called Stuff is the compilation. Um, song I'm going to play is called Walking Dead. And listen to it. It's one of these songs. What are you cleaning up there, Bob? Yes, yeah, putting the can in the okay. barrel. All right, that's that's fair. That's fair. Right, but I'm I want to make sure you, I, I want to make sure you. you hear what I'm saying. So, uh, it's a song called "The Walking Dead," and whenever I hear anything about the you know the the show "The Walking Dead," I always think of this song <laughs> because it it's one of these songs where it's almost like whenever I, I hear anything about Twin Peaks the band or Twin Peaks the show, I think about how Bikini Kill hated everything about the original Twin Peaks so much that they like actually disconnected an antenna on top of a roof to keep like <laughs> people people they didn't like from listening to watching Twin Peaks, you know. <laughs> Which I have no knowledge of. I I don't that's, even know what the hell that is, Twin that's, Peaks. That's funny. Um people wear T shirts. People wear T shirts with like the girl or whatever. Yeah. I don't even know what the fuck that is. Yeah. You know? Yeah, it was you know, it was a big show at the time. But uh yeah, yeah the the Walking Dead. <laughs> it's a big show now. And there's it's a true. There's indie rock band called Twin Peaks. That's which true. Is, uh, apparently is a good band, you know. Well, I haven't well, I haven't heard him, you'll have to play him for me. Uh but the Walking I've never Dead heard him, but like people talk about him like the kids. This tune. So listen to this. Listen to this. Alex Show, back to Alex Show. Imagine Alex in the studio. I mean, maybe someone somewhere was thinking we might record a hit here. And and it, it basically, like, throughout the whole song, it sounds like it's just going to completely fall apart, but it never quite does. It still kind of holds together. And in a way, I find it, like, a very fascinating song and a very charming song about how Alex Chilton loves The Walking Dead, you know, and if you don't believe him, he, he repeats it. He says, no, I really do. So, uh, so yeah, Alex Chilton, The Walking Dead. Okay. Get up anyway Never be a bore They know where they are They know where they are My lover was a zombie She knew where she was they killed her things, they couldn't kill her dreams She knew where she was ah.
so sickly lately I could use some artificial air It gets stuffy in the lab So if I find a human breathing I might suck it out of there That's hey, Mike. Sound of career suicide, there, Bob. Yeah. Well, man, I'm, do you like that? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it's like I'm fascinated by it. I'm fascinated by that song. Why? 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 Because it's like you've got a guy who's proven he can write just beautiful pop songs. And if you've listened to any big star, which maybe you haven't, uh, you or you haven't heard enough, but like he can he can write some just amazing pop songs, and then and then he throws. Well, I mean, Chris Bell was a way better songwriter than that guy. Well, Chris Bell was a great songwriter too, but even you know the third album, some beautiful beautiful melodies, and and then he throws that out where it sounds like the guitarist and the drummer are playing completely different songs, and it's just it's like I don't know what's happening. It's a train wreck. In the studio, but oh, I mean, are you a fan of television? Oh yeah, for sure. Okay, okay, for sure. Um, okay, that's technically beside the point, but <laughs> to I, me, to me, like that's just like a, to me, that's like a boring, miserable guy. Yeah, okay, well, so like, it's, it's, like to me, that's like the anti D boom. Entirely okay. possible. Entirely possible. I mean, obviously, he had some demons and he had some stuff going on, but uh, I don't even care. Like, uh, like to me, it's like a proper skip. Like, I have no interest in like that crux, regardless of his influence. Like, and it's not even a conscious decision. Even like hearing it or hearing that number, or, like you could play like, what's your favorite Big Star song? Oof. Uh, I don't know. I've got name I've, one off the top of your head. Well, September Girls is kind of the you know that's September the big, Girls like that's like hit. whatever that that's sounds like a lot of like it's epic, but it sounds like a lot of also like well and, and Holocaust of course right. Never heard it. You never. Oh, okay, so here, Bob. Uh, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna do we we already went a little off topic here. I'm gonna I'm gonna pull up Holocaust. Forgive I mean, me. I don't mean to be an asshole, yeah, but like, yeah, no, it's okay. It's okay. This. I mean, one, I'm just saying, like, well skipped. You know, like. It's okay. So, so here, let's let's. Because I want to love things, you know, like. Let's do this. So go ahead. Let's do this. Let's see if it works.
I hate to interrupt that for you. Okay, okay like, we can, yeah. we can, yeah, we don't need to hear the whole thing. What do you think? Okay, but I'm, what I'm saying is like that's one of like the big stars' best songs or ever or something. Well, it's certainly one of their mo- more influential ones from the third album. And I'm not going to ever argue about their influence. Okay, you said they're, they're a tremendously influential band. Okay, there's no doubt about that. But at the same time, like, that's just like a Beatles song, isn't it? Well, I guess. But, you know, it was a little more, uh, I think the atmosphere. Nowhere near as good as John Lennon. Well, and, and it, it was it was darker in a way, right? I mean, I you mean. You want to get darker than John Lennon? Yeah, I mean, the the okay. Beatles, the Beatles were, they were covering some dark stuff here here and there, but they weren't. I mean that's like a end of the movie, you know. I mean that's a very very dark song from. Okay, I've never heard it, but I've heard plenty of dark songs. Yeah, and and I mean it was. And if you ever want to theme a show, let's play dark songs. We could I mean, like, wrist litters. Let's do it. Okay, so, oh, <laughs> wrist Jesus. litters. We'll play wrist some wrist litters. litters. Uh, well, well, we'll wait until 2020 election day for that. That's right. We'll 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 wait we'll wait till some happier times. But <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, we, uh, I, I, uh, deal. I mean, I think I think for some people because you know this mortal coil. Nick covered, Drake. Nick Drake. Oh yeah, for sure. Nick, Nick Drake. This Leonard mortal, Cohen. Leonard Cohen. Oh my, yeah. Yeah. Speak. Yeah. I mean, he's got he's got a, a literal wrist litter in. Um, uh, you know, uh, death rehearsal rag is about yeah. slitting your wrists, but uh, Velvet Underground, Velvet Underground, um, yeah, you know, a song. Oh, way better than Alex Chilton and the Big Star to me. The, like just to me, I'm talking about like because this fair. is what the show that's is all fair. about. You know? That's fair. That's fair. It's about your experience with music and my experience with music, and it, we're very self indulgent people. That's like, okay. When it comes to this program, you that's know. okay. Uh, but it's about discussing our experience with music and hopefully. There are others out there that are relating to our experience. I, I will. I'll, I'll no, I also, think most of them actually sh- shouldn't care, and if they do care, like, thanks for listening. <laughs> I'm gonna end the show with a guy named Tim Reed from the '70s, from Tuscaloosa, Alabama. He played under the moniker of the Reverend Fred Lane, right? Yeah, and and. He was released on the Shimmy Disc label, Crater, first label, along with bands like Ball and Bongwater. Sure. And, like, it's one of those things, we talked about it before we did the show, about, you know, the mystery before, like, social media and everything of, like, what was going on. Like, there was confusion. You played, like, you didn't, we didn't even know what was going on. It could have been, like, as far as we knew, Fred Lane could have been some conglomeration of New York City musicians yeah. like making up some fake story about a guy from Alabama. Right. Sure. But, but apparently this guy actually was doing stuff and they like somehow they stumbled upon him, the Reverend Fred Lane, and he made a lot of great songs and this is one of them. And I think this is from their the second re-release of the title track uh by the Reverend Fred Lane from the one that cut you. From the one that cut you.
remember me I'm the one that cut you I hope the pain is gone Did it hurt just a little bit? Did it bleed just a little bit? I cut you I'm the one I follow the footsteps I say Why can't we be friends? You slipped You fell You screamed In I rake your arm with a toy brush I sit here, I'm looking for a bar of soul As I'm watching, it's well You swear not to tell that I cut you Please don't make a mess I cut you, hell, I hope pain is gone. This is the one that cut you. He is. Don't worry about Jimmy. I will take care of him the same way I took care of you. Love you. I can tell that it's burning. I find that you're changing your mind And you won't let me do it again Remember me, I'm the one that cut you I hope the pain is gone It hurt just a little bit I cut you. I'm the one. Oh, I hope the pain is gone. I hope the pain is gone, Mike. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. That's cool. I hadn't heard that before. Episode 21 of yes. Three Songs Pod. That's right. Episode 21. It's been a fun Thank you one. for listening. It's been an interesting yeah. one. And uh, uh, it's been a surprise for me. A little bit ugly me. sounding, I would like to say. Uh, you know, it's okay. It's okay. But there was some Nothing beauty. pretty about that show, aside from your intro track. There was some beauty, too. But that's okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks, Bob. It's we we got the beauty out of the way early on that We program. did. We did. But... Yeah, still. I hope I hope everyone had fun. Thanks for listening, and uh, leave a comment if you'd like. See you next time. Yeah. Thanks, mate.